genetically modified from the DNA of Eternally Bored Productions. This is another episode of Sheebie-Jeebies, the horror podcast by fans, for fans, and about fans. That's the part. Uh, once again, I am your host, Sam Carlson, and we're going to talk about spooky shit today, as usual. Uh, this time we're going to talk about dinosaurs, which are always fun. Because, you know, we've got uh, Jurassic World of Fallen, whatever the fuck it is, coming out uh, hmm, tomorrow as we're recording this, I think. But maybe internationally it's already come out. But one of those Jurassic Park movies is coming out. So we're going to talk about the predecessor to the original Jurassic Park a few weeks before we had Carnosaur in 1993. And so my guest today is my good buddy, Austin Rogers. Austin, uh, tell the fine folks at home uh, what it is you do. Okay, hey, uh, like you said, my name is Austin Rogers, and I'm a writer and comic book artist and a graphic artist by day. And by night, a cape crusader? (laughs) No, no. Just a bearded one. Yeah. (laughs) No, just a writer. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Writers are, are are their own superheroes. I say that as being somewhat of a writer myself, and I'm yeah. a narcissist. So I'm still waiting on that script for that uh, idea. That yeah, you had. I know. I have lots of ideas. I just need time for them, you know. But uh, why did you want to do Carnosaur? Um, I think it's just kind of timely with, uh, like you said, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom coming out um, uh, June twenty second. And uh, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, this this new one seems to be, and I think the first Jurassic Park also was had some obviously some uh, scary moments in it, especially depending on what age you were, how much it would terrify you, yeah, that kind of thing. Um. So, but yeah, I think I, I just I, I think Carnosaur uh, kind of came out at an interesting time. It's also part of the. Uh, Roger Corman. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, B B list movie kind of things. Um, are those uh, cult classics? And uh, yeah, I just, I just think it was interesting. It's one of the movies I watched a lot as a kid, um, alongside with Jurassic Park, and they're just so different in contrast. And uh, but this one always seemed a little bit scarier. And of course, rewatching as an adult, it's just kind of like it's a scary in a low budget sort of sense. But um, but yeah, I mean that's the, kind of the gist of it right there. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of more enjoyable with all the uh, the things that I've you know the just the different ideas that they could come up with for sequels. And I know there's a two and a three for Carnosaur, but I mm-hmm. haven't seen those yet. So I'm just going you know based off of Carnosaur one at this right. point. Uh, but um, you know it's funny because there is that weird Jurassic Park tie-in because uh, Diane Ladd who plays Dr. Tiptree, Laura Dern's mother, and then yeah. Clint Howard's in this because of course Clint Howard's in this. It's oh, produced yeah, yeah. by Roger Corman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and Bryce Dallas Howard is his niece, so it's like this weird extended family. It's like Carnosaur's the redheaded stepchild, I guess. Well, uh, from from my understanding, and I'm not an expert in it, but what I think happened is uh, it's kind. Of, you remember. There's always thing that happens, like whenever the Samuel Jackson movie Snakes on a Plane was coming out mm-hmm. and it was going to be released in theaters in like, you know, oh, two, three weeks. But you go to Blockbuster. This is when Blockbuster is still around. Huh. Uh, there's already a movie called Snakes on a Train. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's always that weird thing where this looks like a good movie coming out. So then somebody will come in and they will uh, basically do something to sort of kind of like beat that movie ahead of time but also just to kind of i think uh capitalize on the hype yeah the the mockbuster yeah right yeah because this uh uh, connoisseur came out 
uh, less than a month, I think, before Jurassic Park. It even got reviewed by uh, Siskel and Ebert and got one thumbs up, one thumbs down, uh, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And uh, But another thing is that uh, the whole uh, movie was shot in like 18 days. Yeah, and they had a, less than a million dollar budget. You know, we're talking right, about like yeah. eight hundred thousand dollars. So right, yeah, and so so it's kind of one of those things where they, uh, you know, they were trying to get on the hype train for Jurassic Park. I think it was only released in maybe like sixty something theaters at the time, and uh, obviously we know which one won. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still it, it's, it's still just one of those interesting. Um, you know, kind of, kind of type of thing. Like you said, it has interesting ties to the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan, uh, sorry, franchise. And, um, you know, it's just, it's essentially another thing that's really kind of unique about it is I think, um, I think the book Jurassic Park came out in 1990 or 1991. Um, and then it, uh, then it quickly got, you know, movie yeah. rights, uh, connoisseurs based off of a book, by the same name, I believe, that was written in 1984. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it definitely, uh, definitely doesn't necessarily fit the book. Uh, the movie doesn't fit the book. I think the book was more, from what I've read anyway online, that, um, you know, a, a journalist goes to investigate some uh, mysterious deaths, looks like animal tax, and finds out that there's like a eccentric billionaire or something has paid to bring back dinosaurs. I don't know. I want to read it now. now yeah, that I, I, I know. Book. Yeah, I'm very curious about that, too. And, I, you know, I want to think that, you know, have you heard of the Mandela effect? Uh, yes. Where you, like, misremember things and you're right. convinced that they happened. You know, like the whole Berenstein Bears and mm -hmm. the Berenstein Bears and then, yeah. uh, what is it, Shazam and Kazam? Right, like, yeah. Yeah. I want to know who are the people out there that did that with, like, Carnosaur and Jurassic Park. Like, they're living in a world where Carnosaur was the Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah. That would be amazing. Probably, That's yeah. the next one I want to see. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you consider... I wanted to bring this up. Would you consider Jurassic Park a quote-unquote horror movie? Uh, I think... I, I think action thriller would probably be more accurate. Um, I want to say, again, it... It's one of those, like, it comes down to the viewer. Uh, when I was younger, there was definitely some scary parts, but for the most part, since I was just like a, at the time, a huge uh, dinosaur fan, um, you know, it was the more just kind of like the the awe of it, the awesomeness of it kind of oh, yeah. outweighed the scary stuff, you know? Um, so I would I would say there's definitely some of those elements in there, but I, I wouldn't consider it straight up horror genre, which is kind of more what uh, Carnosaur was going for, I yeah. think. Yeah, I'm only being petty because I'm tired of people on the internet saying, like, things like Get Out is not a horror movie and A Quiet Place is not a horror movie, and I'm like, oh, just yeah. beca because they're good, critically acclaimed movies, and then it's like, oh, no, they can't be horror movies, so yeah, I'm going to no. take Jurassic Get Park out, from these people. Get Out was legit pretty freaky. It was um, wonderful. I think... Uh, uh, a Quiet Place. A Quiet Place was a little bit cookie cutter, but I thought it, I still had a really great time watching it and everything like that. So yeah, the monster was very much Demi Gorgon kind of yeah. from Stranger Things, and you know, was Connoisseur like listed as a horror movie? I'm sure it was. It had to have been. There were like 18 deaths in it. Yeah, kill count was actually 32. Really? I thought it was like my bad. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was like way off. I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm getting my numbers from the same place anyone else would get them. IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But, um, 
but yeah, no, yeah, I thought I thought a quiet place was really great. Uh, my uh, my, I mean, the, the only problem I had with the quiet place was probably just like l- little things on the creature design. But I just I just enjoy creature design so much yeah. and everything. So it's pretty much the only thing that I I try not to nitpick too much on stuff because I don't I don't want to. Yeah, I have a I have a fear of becoming one of these people that just becomes way too critical of a lot of films and stuff and just doesn't really enjoy movies anymore. Basically, most pro wrestling fans with an internet connection. Per, yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry, guys. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, you know, I thought I, I consider that a horror movie, and I liked it even more because it was one that I could enjoy with my wife, and she's mm-hmm. not. You know, she, yeah, Connoisseur is listed as a horror movie. Okay. I would expect so. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I thought Get Out was great. I like It Follows. I thought oh, It Follows yeah, was Oh, yeah, I loved really that. I just thought it was kind of, they they kind of didn't establish rules very well, and the end was like, what? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. I was like, you. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that's just kind of like, you know, it's, you got to, I, yeah, there's 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 two types. I think there's two types of. I mean, it's a little more gray area in this, but you could say there's two types of people out there where people they they want the answer, and then people that think it's probably more um, stressful with the unknown, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Uh, my wife absolutely hates it when there's not like an answer to something, and I. It's one of those things. Like I, I, I kind of try to, you know, I, I try to respect the, you know, the the creative team's decision on most stuff as to why they leave something unknown or they leave something this, you know, and and just kind of take it for what it is. And you know, I, I have no problem with letting, you know, my imagination do the work on some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, there's also gratification in. Okay, I know exactly what this what this is. Yeah, and I, I do like the unknown to an extent, you know, because you can project what you know whatever you want onto something like that. That's what makes you know mm-hmm. Michael Myers, Slenderman, so scary. Even Jason to a little extent, but I feel like he has more personality than Michael Myers. Like just through his body movements alone, like he conveys more character. Speaking of Michael Myers, you see the new uh, trailer? I did. I am pleasantly surprised. I'm ready for it. Uh, not you know, not a huge retcon fan, but Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis is involved. Right. And then there was that scene of him dropping teeth over the over the bathroom stall. Yeah. It's like, oh god, yeah, that was that's gross. Cool. I can't wait. Yeah, I got to tell you, the this is what's uh, this is a crazy part. The the thing that actually got me interested in another Michael Myers kind of reboot uh, retcon, as you said, was uh, Danny McBride being sort of kind of like the the guy that got it all going. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, Danny uh, McBride from he's Pineapple Express and Alien Covenant. Alien, yeah, Alien Covenant, <laughs> which was weird. Exactly. Yeah, uh, he's he's executive producer. That's awesome. So they yeah they they went in and I remember reading a while back that they were going to pitch this Halloween movie. Everyone's like, "What, Danny McBride doing Halloween? It's looking good." And they're already in talks apparently for a second one. Oh, that's so, cool. So yeah, good job, Dane McBride. Yeah. Good times. These are exciting days. This is like I've been a few good years for horror films lately. You know, right. um, ninety three was you know Carnosaur, which was not a good year for. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a good year for dinosaurs. Oh yeah, it was a great year for it. dinosaurs. Did you have a dinosaur phase when you were a kid? Oh yeah, yeah, I had a I had a dinosaur phase. Um, 
I used to know so many of the names. I, I don't know them now anymore. But but yeah, I had a I had a pretty pretty extensive like dinosaur toy collection, and I mix that in with my He Man toys and everything mm-hmm. like that. And uh, you know, no, nothing against uh, Cringer slash Battle Cat, but He Man just looked better riding a Triceratops or a T Rex, and in my opinion. So, you know, I did a, yeah, I had a pretty extensive uh, dinosaurs, guys. I was really into a dinosaur phase. Uh, I'm still kind of in that phase as far as like anything that's pop culture. Sure. Um, you know, I remember what's funny is uh, I think it's still probably uh, like I'll watch Jurassic, it was Jurassic, pretty much any of the Jurassic uh, Park, Jurassic World movies. It's one of those like uh, movies, like if I'm, if I'm uh, flipping through channels, and it's on. I'll You'll leave watch. it. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave it. I'll watch it. And okay. it's, uh, but another one, which is probably on never any channel, but it's probably one of my favorite uh, movies, um, dinosaur movies, I think, was uh, uh, 1981 Caveman hmm. with uh, uh, Dennis Quaid, Shelley Long, I, th- I believe, and uh, Ringo Starr. As what? <laughs> Ringo Starr from the Beatles is the main uh, caveman. It was a comedy. I hope so. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely check it out. It's a pretty, you know, like the dinosaurs are like this old school stop motion oh. animation. And they, oh, I love that. They're, they're slightly cartoony. And uh, but yeah, it's yeah, caveman. With I'll, the, I'll go search that out for Ringo Starr as a caveman Ringo, for sure. Ringo Starr, yeah. Yeah. The second you said Shelley Long, I'm like, where is this going? Yeah. It also yeah. it also has to me probably the the best uh the the best scientific evidence as to why uh, cavemen start walking upright, which you'll see if you check it out. <laughs> Not to spoil anything, right? Future inside joke. <laughs> so, oh, Carnosaur. I mean, we don't, <laughs> you know, we don't have a huge, like, star-studded cast, you know, as I mentioned no. before, but... Uh, I mean, Diane Ladd is the heavy. Yeah. So, and she does a great job as Dr. Tiptree. I love her. She's evil as fuck and all deranged and shit. Yeah. Uh, but what I didn't realize was Jennifer Runyon, who plays Thrush, which is a terrible name. I don't know why you would change your name from Anne to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, yes, it's a bird, and that's kind of what we're doing here is every character has some sort of relation to birds almost. Yeah. You know, but thrush is also that, like, basically getting a yeast infection in your mouth. It's like a gross fungal infection. And I've had thrush, and it's nasty. Like, you eat some yogurt, and it clears it right up, but it's right. gross. So Jennifer Runyon, she was, the, she was, okay, she was a Ghostbusters. She was Vickman's blonde student at the beginning, and I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm so glad, you know, that that small movie pushed her to the, the superstardom of Carnosaur, and she got this lead role. Right, yeah. And I guess I guess for people who aren't familiar with Connoisseur, I guess we should maybe go over a little bit about it. Because, uh, uh, as you said, Thrush was, she's kind of like this, uh, uh, she's part of a group of environmentalists, right? And they're trying mm-hmm. to, they're trying to protect, uh, I don't know what they were doing, to be honest with you. I didn't pick <laughs> up on that part. I they just, were changing the machinery. Yeah, I know, yeah, they're, they're trying to stop something. So they changed themselves, they chained themselves to, uh, to a bulldozer. And uh, which made them an easy snack for a Velociraptor hand puppet. 
And um, especially the one gal with who got her foot stuck in that. That yeah. might be one of my favorite kills because yeah. it's ridiculous. No, I, I like the one where the sheriff got the Velociraptor claw. Oh uh, yeah, that epic ass. one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's pretty crazy. But yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, but yes, yeah, basically there's a you know there's this government company where they're. Uh, pretty much experimenting with uh, pesticides and ways to kind of, you know, prolong um, food, you know, try to enhance foods or stuff like that. And so one of their one of their scientists gets a you know convenient contract of, you know, hey, just, you know, I'll I'll make breakthroughs for you. Just don't don't bother me for three years or something. So she's making breakthroughs with, I believe, poultry stuff kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, she was kind of doing her own sinister plan of um you know destroying uh which i guess uh she creates a virus which i guess is technically like the first blood uh first bird flu i was gonna and, say uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it really is yeah she she creates this virus and see Rod, roger corman was ahead of the game and she creates this virus to try to wipe out mankind at the same time she's having dinosaurs born from uh like chickens are laying dinosaur eggs yeah and but also she's getting uh, women pregnant with dinosaur eggs. I had so many questions about that. Yeah, they don't really explain the science, but it's... Um, How dare... I'm shocked. It's, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, uh, I love it when they mess with genetics in movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when they were talking about that genetic marker that they found, um, you know, and they were thinking that a, the wild animal had eaten a chicken that had it. Right. You know, and I'm like, wow, we're even talking a little bit about epigenetics, but yeah, that that's not going to... That's really not going to be the thing here. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, that's the thing. I know people are kind of using, like... I know people are thinking, like... Uh, genetics are now kind of like a cliche or just like a weird MacGuffin now mm -hmm. for movies. Like I remember when um, uh, the first Jurassic World came out and everyone's like, oh, really? Genetic mutated dinosaur? But technically, they're all genetically mutated. And it's, it also just kind of seems like, I mean, to me, it seemed like, okay, I, I could see this happening. This is like a natural. Yeah, we you know, would do that. For pe people with money. Wanting to make more money or even government contracts, which seems to be the theme of the next one coming out. You know, I could totally see that. And it's just, you know, yeah, I'm some, completely fine with it. Yeah. Somebody even mentions about making like a great theme park in Carnosaur. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I love this movie. Yeah. They're throwing shade. <laughs> yeah. In Jurassic Park. Yeah. So basically, like, Eunice Corporation is kind of like Monsanto, I guess, if Monsanto and Tyson Foods had a baby. But I can honestly yeah. see Tyson Foods doing this shit. That would not really... <laughs> this would not surprise me in the least. And, right. you know, I, I'm so curious about um, the virus because it's like... From what I was reading, it was like it's airborne, but it's transmitted through chicken products. So I'm like, mm -hmm. any kind of chicken, like chicken, eggs, whatever, I guess... Uh, I, think, I think basically this movie needs to be rebooted with yes with um, obviously updated graphics and uh, you know uh, special effects, but just kind of like more um, more care for the science part behind it, even if it is science fiction. Oh yeah, kind of type of stuff. I think that'd be interesting. My only fear is that Kate Blanchett would get cast as Dr. Tiptree. And it's like, <laughs> it's not that I dislike her. I just feel like she's evil in too many things. Give yeah. someone else a chance. That's true. She's great as Hella. But yeah, I would love to see this rebooted. I think as far as Doc goes, I could kind of like, he kind of had a Ryan Reynolds assholishness about him. Uh-huh. 
you know, and Doc is like drunk most of the time. Like he's yeah. not functioning alcoholic drunk like um, McCready is in the thing. You know, he's just like he's like he's sloppy drunk, drunk yeah. throughout this thing, and he's got a fucking shotgun, and that seems just yeah, it's a bad idea. Um, but I think we also didn't get part of the backstory because, you know, it seems like he was called Doc because he used to be a doctor. We see what I think maybe his medical degree that, uh, you know, where it says just do no harm or the Hippocratic. Yeah, oath. he wrote it. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. It was kind of good. Yeah. I like his line where he says, don't come back because I got a bigger gun. Mm. I thought that was a funny line yeah. in the movie. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was just crazy. And just it was just uh, the movie is just kind of. It's, uh, it's it could feel like it's all over the place, but there is obviously something keeping everything together there. I like the, the I like the diner with uh, you know uh, Clint Howard's <laughs> oh, always yeah. Clint Howard's is always uh, spot on and everything. And he chases that couple out of the restaurant because yeah. the gal's pregnant and everything bothers her. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to. Um, I want to buy it, but it's just it's it's pretty pricey right now. Uh, you see the other. Um, Clint Howard was in it. Your C ticks. Oh man. Oh wait, didn't I think that had did that have Seth Amy Green. Dolan's in it in it too? I know it had Seth Green in it. Hmm. I've probably seen it because yeah. I saw like because I feel like she was in that. I mean, I saw quite a few B movies with Amy Dolan's, like the witch, like Witchboard, mm-hmm. which was cool. So I, I don't know, maybe all I know is that she's Mickey Dolenz's daughter. He's from the monkeys. That's what my mom told remember. <laughs> that's why I remember my mom telling me when I was like really little and I never lost that piece of information for yeah. some reason. Yeah, no, that's got that's got a pretty cool. Uh, I mean, Clint Howard died pretty cool in this movie. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Carnosaur, uh, you know, decapitation by Velociraptor. But uh he had another really cool death scene in Ticks where he said, you know, because for anyone who doesn't know, Ticks is basically like um, Clint Howard's like a pot, pot farmer. Really? He's like, yeah, he's a, right. I think, I believe, if I remember correctly, he's a pot farmer. And they were doing this, like, you know, their own type of like altered miracle, uh, miracle grow that they created to, you know, to make the weed plants bigger. And uh, some, uh, and they're doing out this in the woods, and of course there's ticks out in the wilderness. So ticks get into the hmm. mir- their miracle grow concoction, and uh, you know create these you know softball size oh, uh, no. ticks. And so there's a cool scene where they're like crawling under his skin and on his face. Ah, that's pretty amazing. Crazy. Oh yeah, I, I need, need to, to buy. I need that. to buy the Blu-ray on that. Yeah, absolutely. I did like Clint Howard's death though in Carnosaur. It's just because yeah. it was you know it was one of the more it was more one of the more fun ones because it's like. All, like his brainstem just comes out too. Like yeah, it's that's like true, yeah. it's like a bunch of nerves and part of his spine and all this junk. It's like way more than just like a simple beheading, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, true. A lot of deaths from just uh, pregnant women exploding. Yeah. And you know, I wanted to kind of touch on that again because you know, like you saw some of them having eggs that would mm. I guess later hatch, and then some of them, you know, like some sometimes like one egg fell out onto the floor and broke immediately. Yeah. And like then Dr. Tiptree actually has a live one that just comes out of her like a chest burster in aliens, except it's coming out of her stomach. Yeah, that was crazy when she ripped open her own stomach. I know, and was, did you see her nails like yeah. that? Okay, it was, this was like it was some crazy French manicure. <laughs> yeah. It was like watching a weird porno. Those <laughs> long ass nails, but you know, it's like you can't rip your skin open. Like those are blunt nails. Yeah. 
it was gross. And, and yeah, I, I think I, I think the different. Uh, I don't know if they put this much thought into it, but I think the different the different um, you know results of you know the you know the eggs you know the pregnant woman with the eggs or the chest burster type one. I think it's just kind of like uh, was the process. Uh, also, basically, like I don't think it's a perfect process yet. Like it was just kind of like how it would um, genetically respond to the host. That's and, true. But yeah. also, maybe it was just one of those things where she was still perfecting the process and everything, perfecting it to a point to where um, maybe it didn't need an egg. It would just, you know, yeah, come out. So I don't know. I don't. Ultimately, I don't know. I don't know if they know. It would be crazy if it was like live birth to dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, this movie actually has a T-Rex in it, too. We've only been talking about the Velociraptor. I know, I know, the T-Rex at the end. Um, But speaking about that egg, though, like, remember when her assistant Susan got... Was was you know I guess incubated eh, by this virus because apparently this is what the virus does to women and you mm-hmm. know it's just like it's just uh, I guess men are just carriers and that's how it's airborne essentially like they carry it and then women will consume chicken products and that's how they can get it too so mm-hmm. whatever so Susan shoots out this egg it looks like it must be the size of a watermelon yeah it's not eased out like. Her her leg is. Are you talking about where hips break? Like, yeah, like her yeah. hips got dislocated, man. She does the Jean Claude Van Damme split, dude. And just like yeah, for real. I was that like, was oh crazy. my god, and yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, I, I can't even imagine what your vagina looks like after all that. <laughs> yeah, when I when I rewatched it recently, that scene kind of like uh, uh, kind of shocked me because <laughs> I completely forgot. I don't remember that one from when I used to watch it as a kid, but. It's like, ugh. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy uh, sound effect and everything. Yeah. But the T-Rex. So the T-Rex was initially at uh, being kept in Dr. Tiptree's little laser thing. Yeah. Little laser cage, yeah, which you yeah, can shoot for some reason. Yeah, it's, it seems like she had a better security system than... Uh, than Jurassic Park. Um, they just had electric fences. She actually had, like, uh, lasers keeping this thing in until, uh, yeah, Doc, you know. But, Doc, s- why can you shoot lasers? Like, he's shooting the lasers themselves, but he does shoot above as well. Yeah, I, 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 I think he's I think he's shooting the device that's creating the lasers. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, this is a low budget, so shooting I off mean. camera, obviously. And, uh so yeah, well, yeah. When he when he shoots the one above him, I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty, you know, because that's that's a device that's shooting them down. The the one that was kind of like, uh, kind of like a, what he called a Christmas treeing him, you mm-hmm. know, in the you know keeping him one spot. So he's able to shoot that one. But when he just started like randomly shooting at the sides and taking that's, out the lasers, that part was weird. <laughs> I was like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, so that uh, T Rex was that a the one? Yeah, was that the one that came from uh, Jesse's daughter? No, because because um, because uh, Jesse was the old man that was right. If yeah, I Jesse Pullum. He was like uh, kind of had grayish hair, and yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, he was upset about his wife and daughter dying, and then Doctor Tiptree brought him in and said that he could see his daughter one last time, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It may have been. I don't I don't know if they really kind of specify how long that T-Rex had. Because hmm. I know they, they grow at a faster rate than normal. Like, they're, they're basically, like, doubling in size every couple of hours yeah. until they get to, like, a full size, I guess. But 
But yeah, as far as um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember correctly. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to know like how old like his daughter was. You know, because I mean, that's another thing I'm having a problem with with the science. Like, who can get this virus and then be impregnated with a dinosaur egg? Uh-huh. You know, because is it just like uh, women of childbearing age? It does it. Like, do children that have, you know, not hit puberty, uh, just, what about women that have already hit menopause? Uh, what if you've had a hysterectomy? Uh, do you need to have a womb to carry this thing? What about men that have, like, a double X chromosome syndrome? Uh, <laughs> I've, like, <laughs> I've spent way I, too much yeah. Way too much time thinking about this. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> I know it's like that. it says it just affects females. I'm like, what does that mean? I mean, that's what that's the question in 2018. What does that mean anymore? I mean, probably best circumstances, probably childbearing age and healthy. That's probably I, that's probably that'd be my best guess as to like. You know, uh, as far as like man having the the right type of chromosome or anything type of that, I don't know. I don't know if that, how that would happen. Yeah. I, I was I, w- I would assume it would have to be you know a womb because that would be like a nurturing kind of mm-hmm. kind of type of thing. So I don't know. That is a lot of thought into it. Yeah, I, I wonder if like any of the women could survive that. I mean, depending on what they're shooting out. Like if it's an egg, probably not. <laughs> I mean, if it's a live birth, you might be able to, because it's like there is Gina Davis in the fly. So, I mean, I mean, it's like a fly larva is easier to pass than like a dinosaur. Not that I would know from personal experience, but you know, I'm just assuming, because it's like dinosaurs, more angular, more scales, claws. They've got teeth, probably. They're probably small, but... I guess it depends on the dinosaur. I know. And also, you know, what happens if some of your genetics combine with the dinosaurs? Because, like, don't mothers essentially pass on some of their genes to their kids? There's things like genetic <laughs> memory. Like, do the dinosaurs, like, remember things that you, they'll, like, have some of your memories now? Are they going to have some of your characteristics? I don't know. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> these are all great ideas for Carnosaur yeah. sequels. Yeah, these are all. <laughs> in case anyone in Hollywood is listening. I'll have to rewatch the... Uh Connoisseur two and three to see mm-hmm. if they delved into that. My guess is they didn't, but um, I'm becoming a real carnosaur connoisseur. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Brunts. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, another thing that was fun were all the, the bird references to a point, except some they got kind of like at some point they got a little bit, little bit much. Yeah, like there's one character called Seagull. Yeah, Seagull. I wonder. I wonder if I don't. Obviously, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to look up to see if there's like a legit Jurassic Park trailer that had, uh, you know, like because I remember Jurassic Park. They're talking about like, oh, you know, dinosaurs, you know, could evolve from birds and everything like that. So I wonder if it's just one of those things where like, you know, the crew on Connoisseur, because like I said, they 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 crank this out somewhere between. You know the the announcement that Jurassic Park was going to be turned into a movie, and Jurassic Park actually yeah. coming out. Yeah, you know, when they actually shot it, you know, it only took them eighteen days. So uh, I'm sure at that point there was some kind of like, well, what's that movie going to have? All right, well, we're going to have it in our movie, you know, plus ten percent or something. I don't know, <laughs> like birds everywhere. So I don't know if that had something to do with all the bird related kind of stuff. Uh, maybe. Well, I think it's also because, you know, I mean, they're using chickens and birds are kind of what the closest, I guess, 
I guess, Rel- at least relative, relative, yeah, yeah, loose relative to dinosaurs that we have now. And when they were combining all the stuff in the beginning, you know, like you're combining like an ostrich with a chicken and then an iguana with a chicken and yeah. then there was like a turkey with a chicken. I was getting so hungry. Like, <laughs> I was like, I would eat a turkey and a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Make I, that happen. Well, they got... Uh, Turducken. Yeah, exactly. Tur- yeah, but turkey, that's just... Those are three separate things that are just stuffed together. Their DNA has not been combined oh, okay. into pure deliciousness. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Connoisseur hired their own paleontologists like Jurassic Park did. Uh, they did the special effects under the, like, you know, they had a paleontologist or somebody, yeah, that uh, helped them with the special effects as far as the design of the dinosaurs, but they pretty much didn't take a lot of the recommendations because they had already know. started on the special effects. He probably got fired from paleontology <laughs> when this movie came out. <laughs> I know, you can't put, the, can't put, your, put that on your resume anymore. He's like, no, they didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, Steve. <laughs> You're out of here. Steve the vagina. No. Uh, but, um, you know, again, them having things that Jurassic Park had, the, the yeah. T-Rex. Nah. Yeah, we got to talk about the T-Rex. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, uh, I know most of it was just kind of like a animatronic puppet that they had, which you can tell from certain scenes because everything's moving, but the tail is just kind of off scene and the mm-hmm. tail's so rigid and the rest of it just, you can tell it's like where all the wires and cables are. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the yeah the, the fight scene, I don't know why they went for those, those uh, uh, bobcat little loaders um as far as their yeah so basically for people that haven't seen the movie um you know which we've already been saying a bunch of spoilers but this is the show that we have spoilers on. yeah spoiler alert by the way uh they basically you know the the, the t-rex shows up to this uh kind of like a rock quarry and uh where the where the main you know uh protagonist and uh his woman in distress is and, um, you know, there's all this equipment around there for the rock quarry. So there's bulldozers, stuff like that. But they also have these, like, little small mini uh, bulldozers called uh, uh, Bobcats. Is, yeah. is this the name of the company that makes them? And they're, they're probably just kind of like one-third the size of an actual bulldozer. For some reason, they jump in the Bobcats instead of the actual bulldozers to fight a full-size T-Rex. I can tell you why. Aliens, Eight. Ripley versus the Queen. <laughs> that's 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 the homage there. I am convinced yeah, no, of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it kind of works. I mean, they end up disemboweling the, it. Yeah, but the regular bulldozer, it's like the same color as uh, Aliens. Yeah. As uh, what's the name of the gear in Aliens? I have no fucking idea. All I know is that that was probably one of my very favorite fight scenes in movie history. No, that's a good it's one. It's terrifying. Unlike this one, which is sort of just like... Uh, Especially after what happens in Bishop. Oh, God. It's a good way, good way to start it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, this T-Rex fucking sucks, man. Like, I mean, I understand... You know, the whole thing about T-Rex... T-Rex is having, like, tiny little arms. Uh-huh. You really get to see all the limitations of it here, because that yeah. thing ain't doing shit. It just yeah. gets totally gutted, which, you know... You're not really going to get to see a dinosaur get disemboweled in a movie, so that wasn't... That, you know... I'll give him props for that. It was kind of a shitty disemboweling. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no, yeah, it's no, uh, you know, it's it's no T Rex versus Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park three, but yeah, um, or even T Rex and Blue versus Indominus Rex, but uh, 
it was uh yeah it was it was definitely weird it was um uh yeah i agree that disembowelment was uh pretty cool i was kind of hoping they would have done more when he was down but it was just kind of like mm. you know one liner and then that's uh least i hate wildlife or something like that yeah yeah so, yeah yeah I enjoyed Doc as a character. I just kind of felt like a lot of the movie was just there are scenes happening. Yeah. But trying to make them cohe like a cohesive story out of all the scenes was kind of an issue. But yeah. the concept was really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What uh, what other stuff has that guy been in? The guy who plays Doc? Dude. Okay, so he's done like a shit ton of TV. Yeah. His name's like Raphael or Ralph Sabaro Sabarge. Right. Not Sabaro. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, actually Jiminy Cricket in fucking Once Upon a Time. Isn't that weird? Oh, okay. The TV show Once Upon yeah, a Time? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That so, is weird. I don't watch that show, but uh, IMDb told me, so it must be true. It's on the internet. Yeah, I like how um, uh, Diane... How you pronounce her last name? Ladd? Yeah, Di- okay. Yeah, Diane Ladd. Uh, she's the... Um, she's one of the moms in... Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh wow, really? Yeah, she's she's uh, uh I love uh, that movie. She's a uh, Chevy Chase's uh mom when they have the whole family over. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't know that. Well, no, is it her mom or is it I don't I don't remember which she's one of them. She's so good. I just really enjoyed, she was so fun in this movie. Yeah. Jennifer Runyon, well, well, she she, she was got the, to be in Ghostbusters. That's yeah. really all you need. She, she was the only reason that the movie got a thumbs up by Siskel Niebert. Really? Yeah. Because she was in Ghostbusters. No, 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 not her. The uh, <laughs> oh, Diane Ladd. Yeah. I was like, wow. No, yeah, Diane Ladd. She's the reason they got they got a thumbs up. And uh, from Siskel Niebert. <sighs> Do we need to explain what Siskel Niebert is? You're making me feel old. <laughs> I know one of them's dead. Ebert's alive. Gene Siskel's dead, right? That's how this works. Yeah. So, 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 but you know, but before the internet, and I'm kind of dating myself here, I guess. Uh, when we had movie phone and yeah, yeah, but before the internet and stuff like that, and before, you know, um, everyone started becoming a film critic. There was uh, you basically only had like a few sources. Uh, you know your your local paper would review movies, but your as far as like as far as like pop culture, uh, Siskel and Ebert were pretty much like top tier. They would review movies, they would give you their opinions, and they would rate them by thumbs up, thumbs down. So each one of them would get the they would say, you know, I give this movie thumbs up, and the other one would say, well, maybe thumbs down or thumbs up. So that's kind of how that was like the main movie rating system as far as like television went. I feel it's like a Back little too black and white. Like I prefer the star system. That yeah. makes more sense, you know. No, that's true. You can be you can like things about a movie, even if the movie itself overall wasn't fantastic. You know, that's why we have one star ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough to demerit or to denote zero stars. Um, yeah. So I mean, basically, we kill that T Rex, and then at this point, uh, Thrush has gotten the virus, and she's starting to get sick. Right. And then somehow when, uh, what's well, he, his face, he, he Doc gave has a, the antiviral. Yeah, Doc, Doc gave her the antiviral yeah. before the fight with T-Rex. Oh, right. And then they had the fight, and then uh, she got injured in the fight, or she oh, got she okay. kind of got, like, I think she got concussed or whatever. Oh, cause, okay. Because she was in her, they had matching bobcats. She was in her own bobcat, 
fighting the T-Rex also. And then she got knocked down and or uh, or something. They they wound up in the same bobcat. And then they, uh, yeah, they, you know, gutted the T-Rex. And then he took her back to the trailer. And then she's uh, still just not doing too good, I guess, or whatever. And then... Yeah. And Big Brother shows up. And Big Brother shows up and, man. Shoots it up, burns it up. And pretty much. Dude, he got he got at least, like, 12 rounds put into him. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could just get one in the head and you're done. Like, God, save your ammo. It's a Godfather scene. Right. And it was funny because it's like he just puts his arms out like he's expecting it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh. Yeah, and then they just both get torched. Yeah, I couldn't see if she got shot, though. I don't think so. I think he was maybe standing like that to protect her, but, yeah, you and know. Then, so they just burned her alive. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. that's cool. Yeah, that won't <laughs> like, be fine. I was like, man, is, is she dead already? Yeah. Then, that sucks. Yeah, but uh, I kind of enjoy those types of endings, you know, but of course you're not going to wring a lot of pathos out of this scene no, mm-hmm. from, you know, from these guys, but... Uh, I always like it when Big Brother comes in and, like, puts everything under wraps and basically just, you know, destroys the happy ending you were kind of thinking you might get. Mm -hmm. That's a really weird thing to like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I would really like to see... I don't... Incarnate... You've seen Carnosaur Carnosaur 2? Uh, I haven't rewatched it as okay. as an adult. I saw all three when I was younger, and okay. so they're all kind of they were all jumbled up in the same movie for me in my head until I rewatched Connoisseur One, and it kind of sort of like kind of separated those memories from the rest of them. But I need to rewatch two and three just to kind of see how they hold up today. Because hmm. I would love I would love to see them go with um, essentially having like a having to deal with. Mm, half of their species essentially gone because they said that they were going to start using the artificial wombs that Unis Corporation was also developing. Yeah, seems a little convenient, but okay. Yeah, I can't. I cannot remember if they went to that route. I mean, odds are budget and everything they probably kept it as contained as possible. Like, but I mean, it's a bit ambitious. Yeah, it's a little yeah too expensive <laughs> to go that route. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Actually, um, I think that was why Andrew Divoff didn't join Wishmaster 3, mm-hmm. because he had written a, a screenplay for it. And one of the things uh, that was kind of the issue was the budget, because he wanted to have like gargoyles coming to life off of buildings. And I'm like, yeah. oh, 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 that would have been so cool. And Andrew Divoff would have been the Wishmaster again. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, what's... Um, uh, uh, Jordan Peele from we were just talking about Get Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually, uh, I think it's, I think at least it's an internet rumor right now. But he's pitch. Did you ever watch Gargoyles, the anime? Oh series? yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, so he's pitching to do a live action Gargoyles movie. Oh, I hope that happens. That so would be great. Go get your Gargoyles. In. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my Gargoyles somehow. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. So, would you recommend uh, watching Carnosaur for the people at home? Yeah, if you got nothing better to do, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's just one of those things, like, I, I think there's 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 always been, I mean, uh, you know, like, dino, I think dinosaur movies, you know, dinosaur movies were pretty rough uh, getting any good ones before Jurassic Park, and, um, 
you know, I, I just think it's kind of it's kind of those things. Like it's it was it's hard to find a good werewolf movie. Through mm-hmm. lots of, I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff out there, but you know, consistency is always a problem. Yeah, uh, with keeping you know good franchises going and everything like that. Uh, I'm actually wearing a the Howling T-shirt, but. I mean, it's yeah, I, I say check it out. Um, just have fun with it, uh, especially if you're not if you're not familiar with uh, uh, Roger Corman stuff. Uh, that'd probably be a good one to jump in on. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, if you have nothing better, nothing else better to do, uh, yeah. it's free on YouTube. And I think the I think Carnosaur 2 is also free on YouTube in its entirety. Yeah. And, you know, if you really dug the puppet from uh, the Yoshi puppet from the Super Mario Brothers movie, which also <laughs> came out this year, it's just like that, only it a did, little bit it? worse. <laughs> it did. Yeah. So you can basically watch Yoshi just go ham on people and eat toes and it's fun i was waiting Um, so long for a second super mario brothers movie uh, i know i know and then you know (laughs) yeah uh apparently bob hoskins and john leguizamo were just trashed the whole time when they were filming it you can blame them yeah that makes sense yeah ah well so did you i got a question did you ever have a favorite dinosaur Growing up? I, yeah, actually, my favorite, this is so nerdy, my favorite was the Ankylosaurus, the one yeah, that was yeah. like, that had the little ball on its tail, it was kind of armored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I liked that one so much. Yeah. What I'm, about you? Uh, I remember, was, uh, for me, I think way back it was uh, uh, Triceratops and nice. uh, everything, stuff like that. Obviously, everyone likes T Rex, but. You know, I, I enjoyed. Uh, I went through a Triceratops phase. I went through a pterodactyl phase. I think um, I, had, I had a pretty sweet pterodactyl toy. I remember that. And um, but yeah, but now it's just kind of like you know, like I, I'm enjoying all the stuff. Like uh, uh, I'm excited to see the new Jurassic World because it looks like they're gonna do. They're gonna shine a little bit of light on a bunch of other dinosaurs that they haven't quite yet and everything and. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know, like right now, probably, uh, I was looking up some stuff on, uh, I was actually looking up, it's going to sound weird. I was, I, I'm, I follow these, like, uh, uh, these, uh, special effects and, uh, uh, paleontology groups mm-hmm. on Facebook and, you know, they'll post up some like amazing artists, renders of stuff and everything. And so, uh, I've been getting into the, uh, Utah Raptor. The Utah Raptor. Yeah, so... Okay. How is that different from, like, a regular Raptor? Well, uh... Is it a Mormon? N- yeah. <laughs> it has a lot of wives. Uh, <laughs> no, the... Uh, so Can't here, drink caffeine. Okay, so here's what's funny. Uh, and again, I'm not a complete expert, so if anyone responds in the comments, uh, don't... Don't... Uh, don't... Don't uh, be gentle on me. But basically, uh, the Velociraptors in the movies... Uh, those aren't exactly accurate. Velociraptors are actually about the size of a turkey, so they're actually fairly small. I'm sure still dangerous, but they're, but yeah, they're they roughly average about like like they're a, the size of a toddler. Basically, yeah, like a, a very angry turkey kind of type of thing. Yeah. Uh, the Velocira, so the raptors that you see in the movies are actually kind of more, um. Like they're they're actually more uh, closer to Utah Raptors. So Utah Raptors is basically that in around that size. Actually, I think they're a little bit bigger than what they're depicted in the movies, as far as Utah Raptors huh. go and stuff like that. So, huh. 
And yeah. anybody listening to this podcast has learned something new today that they didn't know about dinosaurs. If if I'm correct, yes, they learned something. We're just new. going to assume you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do have one final question about dinosaurs because you brought up pterodactyl. Sure. Do you remember in Wes Craven's New Nightmare the pterodactyl that was flying around Freddy's fucking weird dreamland nightmare thing when they fell down that waterfall? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was the weirdest shit I've ever seen in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. See, Freddy was a fan of dinosaurs, too. I know. Freddy had a dinosaur when, phase. When he was a kid. Yeah. Until he was abused out of it. That's funny. I'm yeah. going to look that up. Yeah. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, we're definitely going to recommend, kind of recommend the movie. Uh, do you have anything going on right now you want to promote on the internet? Where can we find you? Um, I don't have it necessarily... Uh, I can, I can promote some other things that I've been working on. I've been working with a uh, video game studio here in San Antonio, an indie game studio called uh, Heavy Studios, uh, working on a uh, horror survivor, survive, uh, sorry, a horror survival title. Um, and so I've been doing, I've been working with them on uh, primarily just kind of like a little bit of creative directing, but mostly I've been doing uh, concept art and just kind of general helping out where I can on that sort of thing. So I uh, got some pretty interesting concepts uh, coming out of that. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of more one of those, uh, there's going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, some inspiration from Event Horizon and uh, Dante's Inferno in on all that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I've been working on that. Also, I'm, uh, I don't have anything yet, but I've been kind of wanting to focus more just on, uh, my writing as a author. I wanted to way back like 12 years ago, I wanted to, it's like, Oh, I'm going to be an author. And so I did a few, start working on short stories and, uh, was getting some, uh, you know, like editor's choice and stuff like that from some magazines. And then, but then I kind of didn't really get derailed, but I just kind of started moving more towards working in comics and everything since I'm also an artist. And, but now I kind of just want to get back and focus in just on solely kind of like, uh, you know, novels and short stories and stuff like that. So, yeah. Have you, uh, made any progress with that website that you were talking about? The, what was it? Midnight dimension? Yeah, I actually I changed it. Oh, it's <laughs> so, not the midnight dimension anymore, guys. The the uh, the the midnight dimension is going to be uh, uh, shorts. It's going to be a short uh, anthology of short stories that I'm going to do that are going to be um, you know kind of like Twilight Zone ish kind of type of stay. Along with I'm going to do other anthologies that focus on you know like cyberpunk genre horror okay. genre medieval horror genre kind of stuff like that very cool very cool so where can we uh, follow you or stalk you on social media uh just facebook austin rogers cool r-o-g-e-r-s okay right on well, if anybody else wants to share their opinions on Carnosaur, which, you know, I'm blaming my mother because I know she made me watch this at some point. I blocked it out of my memory, but all I can remember is her telling me how bad Carnosaur is. <laughs> so anybody that wants to share their opinions or, you know, previous stories about Carnosaur and watching it, feel free to drop us a line. You can uh, send us an email. Our email is shebgbs at outlook.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter, and I'm at shebe underscore gbs there. Facebook, facebook.com slash shebgbs. And that's, yeah, just catch up with me there, and uh, we'll see you next week. But until then, stay creepy, you guys. Bye.